It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VSIN's primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang out with us Thursday night here from the South Point. Uh, some basketball, some hockey tonight, and, of course, divisional round. We got some great guests, though. I don't want to bury the headline. Brent Musburger, the legend that is Brent Musburger, will join us here in a little less than a half hour. Dave Ross to talk to us about both the NFL and UFC this weekend. And Preston Johnson, who we know as a sports better from back in the day, still a sports better, but also now a famous NFT creator and yes. collector. Far more wealthy from that than anything, <laughs> than anything he's ever yes, bet before. Yes. I, I didn't even know what to write down for what you just said. It was like, I mean, he is in, involved in like every NFT project imaginable these days. So yes. I, would, I should have just put that. And maybe buying a basketball team. Yeah, and yeah. Right what are exactly. we more interested in talking to him about? For me, it's NFT by far. Go for it then. All I'm right. sure he'd love right. to. Right. I yeah, told only him. three tips, as you mentioned. So uh, two at 730 and then one at 10 Eastern. So we got the Suns and the Mavs. At 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, the Suns, two two-and-a-half-point road favorites over the Mavs, 216.5 the total. The Pelicans and the Knicks at 7.30 Eastern, we've got three-and-a-half is the predominant. There's a four. So three-and-a-half, four in favor of the home Knicks, 210-and-a-half to 11 is your total. And then, again, uh, only one other game, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Pacers, and the Warriors, the Warriors are 13-and-a-half-point favorites at home. 217, 216-and-a-half, 217 is your total there. We do have more hockey games going tonight, though. Uh, if you want to get in on these, these are happening right now. The next four that I mentioned all going down at 7 Eastern, the Blue Jackets and the Flyers. The Flyers are minus 120 home favorites over the Blue Jackets. If you want the Blue Jackets, you can find a plus 105 on them, we got the Senators and the Penguins. The Penguins are minus 320 home favorites. If you want the Senators, there's as big as a plus 260 out there on them. Stars and the Sabres. The Stars are minus 210 road favorites over the Sabres. You can find a plus 180 on the Sabres out there. And Caps and Bruins. The Bruins, minus 195 home favorites, plus 165 on the visiting Capitals. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Jets and Predators. Predators minus 140 home favorites. Jets plus 120 
on the road, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, the Panthers and the Oilers. The Panthers are minus 160 road favorites. You can find a plus 140 on the home Oilers. Avalanche and Kings at 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. The Avalanche minus 180 road favorites. The Kings plus 155 at home. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. The Sharks and the Kraken are favored. The Kraken. The Kraken are favored. How is this even a thing? I don't like this at all. Kraken (laughs) minus 115. Home favorites over the San Jose Sharks. How bad must the Sharks be? To be uh, underdog to the Kraken. Is there anything better than Matt's eyes trans, uh, transmitting the message to his brain when he sees uh, the minus it, in front it, of a it's, Kraken it's number? It's just him reading and just sees the, minus the word Kraken. Yeah. Minus 105 on the Sharks. Somehow the Kraken are favorite. All the money on the Sharks. All the money's going in. Pushing. I'm going in. I'm going full hockey. How about, how about this, Matt? You got the Sharks are 21, 17, and 2. Cracking 11 and 23. They are clear. The Sharks must not be able to play with all their sticks tonight, is what I'm guessing. It's probably. We'll ask, yeah. We can, yeah, we'll text Andy what's going on with that. Uh, and then final game of the evening 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Canadians and the Golden Knights right down the road here. Minus 330 on the Golden Knights. Plus two. You can find a plus 275 out there on the visiting Canadians. All right. You ready for the Rocky music coming up, Kelly? Get your pipes ready to go. Here's some NFL news and notes. First of all, 49ers uh, defensive end Nick Bosa. Uh, he of the concussion this past week, which he sustained on that, uh, boy, tough-to-watch play where his body got bent backwards, friendly fire, thigh went into his head, and he got bent backwards. Uh, he's listed as limited in Wednesday's practice today. Very good sign for him, though, to work toward clearing protocol and being available on Saturday night for the Niners game against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. That's via Nick Wagner. There was an update to that one, actually. Ooh. After practice, Gil, uh, full participant. There you Ended go. Ended up being a full participant in practice today. So that is great news. Still listed and, as questionable, and, but full and, participant. And, and what I would say here is if you are if you are wanting the 49ers, the, it opened at four and a half. The question about all the players moved it to six. It's now back to five and a half on this news right here. If you're gonna, if you want the 49ers, not that there's a huge difference in five and a half or five or whatever, but like this is probably as big a number as you're gonna get because these practice reports are going to uh, only gonna get better for the 49ers, and so I, I imagine this will probably end up back about where it opened at four and a half. And so if you want the uh, if you want the five and a half, I imagine today's gonna be the last day you can get it. As far as the Packers are concerned, head coach Matt LaFleur saying that left tackle David Bakhtiari questionable. Wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling, or as Matt likes to call him, MVS. And then we're supposed to figure out who he's talking about. Uh, doubtful for Saturday's game versus San Francisco. The, the, the clarification on Bakhtiari is that he has not practiced today, or he did not practice today after being in pads yesterday. So that means if you're doing the whole practice um, tally, that he's practiced three times since playing 27 snaps in Detroit. Only half of the team's practices since then. What that means for Saturday, we'll see, according to Ryan Wood. I don't know. Will we get David Bakhtiari or will we not? We are getting Jair Alexander, though, and we're getting some form of Zadarius Smith. Yeah, we're getting, getting both of them. Supposedly, it's going to be some sort of pitch count deal with both of those guys. I would imagine you're going to see them on third downs, specifically, you know, key third downs, things like that. And, um, you know, look, it's it's 
it's good for the Packers. It's not the greatest thing. Obviously, you'd rather have Jerry Alexander out there, out there the whole game. But, you know, even him going in on – and actually, over the last month and a half of the season, the Packers have actually been pretty bad on third down, like collectively as a unit. So even if you do just get those guys out there on third downs, that's at least a tick up for, for the team for sure. But uh, I'm sure they were expecting that they were going to at least get one of those two guys back in full, but it looks like they're going to be kind of on a, on a snap count. Kelly. Derrick Henry, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Vrabel said that the Titans will make an official game determination on activating Derrick Henry tomorrow, but noted he's progressing well and his workload has increased each day. The expectation, as we've reported this week, is that Henry will play Saturday versus the Bengals. That via Cameron Wolf as well. Uh, not to mention the Jackrabbit Jenkins and offense, uh, and excuse me, outside linebacker Derrick Roberson returning to practice for the Titans as well. So the Titans get some reinforcements. The Bengals get a good one of their own, though, back. Trey Hendrickson, good for him. He has been cleared from concussion protocol and will play versus Tennessee. That according to head coach Zach Taylor. So good news for the Bengals on their defensive line. Yeah, pretty pretty much as far as injury news, uh, an injury news day today overall in general is, is pretty favorable for everybody, pretty favorable mm-hmm. for, for all the teams. There wasn't really anything that came through where you'd be like, oh, that really changes my opinion of of this game really it seems like it was one of those deals where everything that everything that you would be wanting to happen for the team that you are rooting for is uh is is certainly what, what again what appears to be i mean this bosa thing again it has to be an independent person that clears him from that but i mean typically you don't get in a you don't get in a full practice the bakhtiari thing's a little dicey a little i think i mean i could be i could be wrong but it's like one of those deals when you're a when you're a ten-year vet like him, and I imagine it's like you are no physician, but you yes. are reading the tea leaves. Yeah, it's kind of like you know you're a ten-year vet. Yeah, like let's not even let's not even get any reps on you if we don't if we don't have to. But yeah, I mean it's th- that that's at least a little bit interesting. But that being said, they've been doing this without him all year as it is anyway. So um, it, it would just be more of a bonus if he were to be out there out couple, there for them. Couple notes in the NBA: Lonzo Ball. Undergoing surgery on his left knee, expected to return in six to eight weeks for the upstart Chicago Bulls. I think you're not allowed to say Chicago Bulls anymore until you say upstart before them these days. <laughs> and then the other thing in the NBA last night, and you guys will help me out with this. So Russell Westbrook was benched for the last three minutes and 42 seconds of that game last oh, night for yeah, the Lakers. And the world lost its mind. Like, oh, my God, did he get that cleared? What? Where have we come where Frank Vogel, like, that's. That just says everything about the modern NBA. It's like Frank Vogel had to get that cleared before he did that. Yeah, I uh, I had a similar reaction to you, I guess, uh, today when I was I, I was a little surprised so many people were making such a big deal out of it. The guy had a horrific shooting night. We don't want to get Russell mad. I, I mean, the yeah, that's basically what it is, I guess. But I the the I mean, he was like four for six for three, like like a bizarre shooting night for Russell Westbrook. I believe it was four for six from three and one for eleven from two. So I, I, the guy couldn't even do what he did well last night. So yeah, I have no problem with them yanking him from the game in the final couple minutes when you need points. Look at it from Frank Vogel's perspective, right? These rumors are out here like you're going to get fired. Well, uh, if I'm going to get fired, I'm going down my way. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, 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 I'll get fired anyway, so I might as well, you know. What's I, he supposed to do? It's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it, you know, it goes back to they should have never made this move for Westbrook. 100%. But, uh, it's they're in a look. Look, I always believed that before. I also was the guy that said though when they got Westbrook, I still believe there was too much power for this team to not be good this year. The problem is that this this thing might just implode before it even gets off the ground because you've got. 
Yeah, you're talking about what's Frank Vogel supposed to do in this situation? What's LeBron James supposed to do in a situation like this? He might he he says, you know, I I, I mean, it's as much as his responsibility as anybody else in the organization with how this team was put together. So how he's gets stuck now in between Westbrook and Vogel trying to what manage the egos and what and what Westbrook should be able to do and what he can't do. Great answer from Vogel when they asked him. He goes, oh, just putting the players out that I thought would win the game. They didn't. They lost 111 to 104 to the Pacers. The Lakers dropped to 22 and 23, which I'm told is below 500. I saw some sort of tweet last night that said that no player, like, or, or it was like LeBron has more 30-point losses this year, and it had a list of like seven players all combined or something like that. It's just like, like he's – He's put up 30 in, in losses, like more than, you know, it was, it was like five or six big name players, right? Hmm. That, uh, hmm. yeah, all those guys combined. They are that team this year where you're, where you're going to get one player who scores a lot, but you're going to lose a lot of games. We'll come back. We did AFC stage of elimination props in the NFL earlier this week. We'll do the NFC version of that next. And Brent Musburger, the legend, joins us. It's Prime Primetime Action. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on championship weekend, by championship weekend, we mean big game weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage. Matt tells me I have to stay for a 57. 57. On VSIN.com, leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast, biggest game of the year. Please make plans to join us. All the VEASAN experts will be here, all the VEASAN betting experts, that is, before, during, and after the action on VEASAN.com. We look forward to it. Who knows who'll be playing in it? I don't know. We kick off the 56 hours on Friday, and then, and then wow. it runs through the game. And we then, do here on Primetime yeah, Action. Primetime Action Friday night kicks off the 56 hours of live programming. Then it goes through the game, which we will be on for, mm-hmm. and then follow the money. Mitch and Paul will come in right after us. 
and do their annual nightly show that can then gets replayed in the morning. I hope uh, Story Bonatoni. Uh, she's 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 going to be the Bob Costas of the affair. She's, oh yeah, she's, she's going to be a lot because we got we've got the nightcap guys. Tim and Sean are doing some uh, post game, some of the pregame and the halftime show for us. Stormy's going to be kind of traffic copping it all, getting a, getting us back and forth from Circa to here to Stadium Swim to all the great things we're doing, doing over at Circa and places we're going to be. All hands on deck. I believe all hands on deck for the Super Bowl. Always here at Eason. Standing. Look forward to it. It's going to be all. You know, we, on we were starting the whole fifty-six hours, man. Did you know I, that? Did, Kelly's Kelly is the bearer of all of the news. <laughs> like, well, his fifty-seventh hour, he's got to start an hour early. Actually, he's going to do rush hour with Danny oh. the hour before we start the legit fifty-six. Hours. I'll be Dan Burke's Robin, no problem. Book 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 him. Book, book, book him, him on, Dan, on, on Dan's show. <laughs> Let's just text Danny now. Gil booked for uh, yeah. two days before yeah. the Super Bowl for yeah. your old show. Dan Burke is my producer number six, by the way. Who doesn't like Danny Burke? Who doesn't Everybody love Danny loves Burke? Danny Burke. Love oh, Danny Burke. I love Danny Burke. I feel bad for him sometimes just because, like, he's alone in Chicago. No, no, none of us talk to him that often. Uh, just doing his thing. I should text him. He probably loves it. Maybe not like Danny. It's like, I don't get to see that Kelly guy every day. Great. I just get to go into work, do my show, and leave. <laughs> Good for Danny, man. Good for Danny. Let's look at some NFC stage of elimination props. These are available at DraftKings. And, again, these are very cool as a way to bet the final stretch of the NFL postseason, uh, an alternative to betting it the more conventional ways if the numbers and the math work out. Packers stage of elimination. What we mean by that is this. There's only four options for every team remaining. Packers lose in divisional round, plus 210 is the short shot. Wait a minute. Run that by me again? The Packers losing in the divisional round is the short shot? This doesn't make sense already. What am I missing? Sure it does. They're just more they're more closely that's almost always going to be the short shot cuz it's your next game. Yeah, but they're favored. Yeah, I know. But then they're but then it goes later into the playoffs, right? You have four different outcomes. So you're saying that the fact that the NFC Championship is so closely lined to that that it, the divisional round should still be the short shot? I'm calling no. That's incorrect. Cannot be. Let me double check. You with me, Matt? Anyway, uh, losing the NFC Championship is almost lined accordingly. So there is some there is, uh, I see what they're doing because it's that close to each other. So it's possible because they're that close. Right, it's because they're all jumbled up. Yeah, yeah win, that wins, is correct. Win Super Bowl plus 350, lose Super Bowl plus 350. So like 49ers are going to have a massive minus number next to them. Well, right? but, the, but the point here is, what, what's the 49ers money line? The 49ers money line is going to be way better than plus 210 as a six-point or five-and-a-half-point dog now, right? Yeah, you would think. Hold, please. I'm getting there. So we've already uncovered... You already uncovered one. A little eyebrow razor nope. right here. Niners are plus 190 or 200. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. 190, 200. I stand correct. I mean, 190 at DraftKings. So at DraftKings, it's 20, 20 cents. Of, All right. So then even. Profit, yeah. So in this case, again, some places you'll see different numbers, right? Plus 210 here uh, to lose this weekend. That would just simply be the Niners money line equivalent. Uh, compare and contrast those two. Losing the NFC Championship game plus 225. That math would be what would a parlay between the Niners, excuse me, between the Packers money line this week and whoever the Packers play next week, what would that team's money line be? Those two in a money line parlay to see if plus 225 is a favorable price. Win Super Bowl and lose Super Bowl both at plus 350. Would you make a bet here, sir? I mean, lose in Super Bowl is interesting at plus 350 strictly because if 
I mean, if you if you look at potential opponents, right? If you believe, if you have conviction in either the Bills or the Chiefs, that's going to be a pretty close line, right? I mean, like it's if if the Bills or the Chiefs make it, so you're going to be getting you you would never be getting you know plus three fit like you would never be getting like anything close to to that to number that on the right. Bills or Chiefs, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's one when I was kind of putting these together, that was one I was that popped out to me a bit, but there's no way to me I couldn't make that now. Like it would have to be after this weekend, and I know a little bit what the direct path would be, which of course the price is gonna be way worse, but I'd be willing to wait on it and get a worse price just yeah. to know really what that that AFC size looking like. So we won't find a team that has as close to a losing divisional round, losing NFC championship as closely lined as the Packers. Here's the Niners. Them losing this week is minus 250, right around where the Packers' money line is, right? Minus 240-ish, somewhere in that pocket. Losing next week, so beating the Packers and losing at either the Rams or the Buccaneers, you get the Niners at plus 450 right now. The equivalent of a parlay of the Niners' money line this week and their opponent's money line next week parlayed together. Losing Super Bowl 8-1, to win Super Bowl 10-1. to Hmm. I love the Niners as a dog this week. I really do. We're grabbing the points. Now that Bosa's playing, I'm in. But I don't know if there's a bet here. I think this me. is another one. You'd have to have so much conviction on the AFC side and and the 49ers, right, to like where I think the only bet I would want to make is losing the Super Bowl. But I don't, I don't think they're making it that far. So I, I think be, this one would be nothing for me. thing is, if they win at Lambeau, your prices here, if we're losing win Super Bowl, are going to instantly be awesome. Right. Because this would be their highest hurdle to some, to the market perhaps. Once they clear this one, it's like, oh, my God, they beat the, they beat the Packers at Lambeau. How, yeah. how big of a dog are they going to be moving forward? No, that's anything? a good point. If you, I mean, if you're just looking at, like, what futures prices are, right, right now. So, they're, I mean, they're 10 to 1. Yeah. It's, Second worst. That number would shorten immensely if the Packers got it, knocked out. If you had a ton of conviction on the 49ers and you came to me and said, I'm going to put in an 8 to 1 on them to lose the Super Bowl and a 10 to 1 on them to win the Super Bowl, I would be like, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, good on you. Well, I mean, if you, if, you, if you had conviction in the 49ers, if someone came to me and said that's – that's the kind of the route I want to take. And again, before, again, our disclaimer always don't tweet in about the, yeah, but if you do this, this, we get it. We understand. We're <laughs> we talking about it. single bets. We're like, just talking. A lot of people want to just make a single bet. So if, if you wanted to do that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate on that. I mean, if you, if, if you had conviction in the 49ers and you could, you would lock in either an eight to one or a 10 to one ticket one way or the other. Yeah. If you're, if you were the guy though, that was like, no, 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 no. The heck with what you're saying, Matt. Like I, I just love the 49ers so much. I'm going 10 to one. I'd be like, well, do like half a unit on the eight to one. Like, you know, come on. Just like a little bit. Right. Don't cheat yourself. Don't cheat an eight yourself. to one. Just you know? eight to one. Yeah. Leave the possibility yeah. open. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if that, num- yeah. I mean, the, I think the Niners numbers are going to be awesome because again, if they beat the Packers, they're not nearly going to be the dog that they were this week. Right. Because people are like, oh, my God, they beat the Packers at Lambeau. So your conviction plus the math will work out beautifully. And 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 then compound it with, like, again, the Packers probably being the highest power rated. Maybe not with the – maybe it's the Chiefs, but whatever. Like, like right close there, right? right? And, like, yeah. no matter who their opponent is, it's going to – not only will the perception of this team be much stronger because they beat the Packers, but plus their opponent would be weaker as well. So, yeah, I mean, I someone put that in their account. 
if they loved the 49ers, I would I would not hate on that. Yeah, whereas I'm where I was talking about maybe waiting a week on doing something with that Green Bay market. Yeah, you don't really you won't want to wait if you're looking yeah. at a 49ers uh, bet here. Yeah, because it'll plummet. Right. Yeah. Like, like it'll plummet. So just to give you an idea about the Niners' last thing, so they're pl- let's say they're they're plus one thirty. Um, dog. What are, what are they this week? Plus one ninety dog. They're plus one ninety on the money line this week. Plus one ninety this week. Yeah. So. And, and let's say they'd be what? Let's just say generously. I don't know what three point dog. Should we say three point dogs at Tampa Bay? We'll, we'll say that. And yeah. three point dogs yeah. in the Super sure. Bowl. Yeah. Okay. That would get you seven to one ish, seven and change to one. But it wouldn't get you eight to one for losing in the Super Bowl at that point. Yeah. If you like the yeah. Niners, then that's a great bet. Okay. If if you really like the Niners, that's exactly what I would do. Bet on and the plus. Bet, it saves you the hassle. Right. Bet like, them, bet like, them you ten know, to one to remember to have yes, to. Yes. Yeah. Bet them ten to one and throw a third of a unit on on that eight to one or something like that. Right. But Matt brings up a good point. This whole notion that you know gambling Twitter. Oh, but if you did this and you did this the next week, and yeah. this, most betters don't remember to do yes. that. Stuff. And this way, it doesn't work out with what you right. just did. Yeah. So anyway, the other two real quick, uh, Bucks and Rams. Bucks stage of elimination. We'll see as well. Um, and the Rams, here's the Bucks, plus 130, plus 190 in chronological order, plus 550, both lose and win. And then with the Rams, probably similarly priced to that, I would imagine, plus, uh, minus 150, of course, because they're the dog this week, then plus 275, and the two plus 750s lose or win. Well, if you like the Rams this week, uh, bet that plus 130 because you're not getting that at DraftKings. You're getting plus 115 on the game money line. I love the. I just love that this exists, yes. right? Just a different way by proxy to bet teams, in case you didn't want to bet them more conventional ways. We'll come back with Brent Musburger, current voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, his thoughts on the Raiders and the divisional round moving forward. It's VEASAN's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way. Too many to count. That Visa is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits, as always, for every game at Visa.com. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang with us tonight. This is always a treat. He, of course, is famous for the NFL Today, the NBA on CBS, college football on ABC, and so much more covering every sport under the sun. Currently the voice of the Las Vegas Raiders. And, oh, by the way, founder here at VEASAN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. It's the great Brent Musburger. Hello, Brent. Hey, guys. Gil, how you doing? Doing very well. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight. Before we get your thoughts on the divisional round, which is why we really want to have you here, just a little postscript on the Raiders uh, if you could sum up the season from your perspective briefly for us, and then what do you think happens with the head coaching position? Well, a great salvage job by Rich Bisacci at bringing a sense of calm, Gil, into the Raider locker room. And uh, at some teams were disadvantaged, they still, the Raiders, were able to win the four games in a row that they had to to get into the playoffs. And then they took their loss to Cincinnati down to the last play. And it was summed up by a by a poor decision by Derek Carr on the last play, not throwing the ball into the end zone. You can't throw two yards short in that situation because even if it's complete, the receiver might not be able to get into the end zone and you're up against the clock in that situation. So it was good and bad. I was very happy for the kids recovering after the loss of their coach and then the tragedy involving their best uh, weapon downfield. As far as what 
Mark Davis does with the coaching staff, I'm not sure. Uh, the players, obviously, because they embrace Passaccia, are hoping that he gets a chance uh, to coach them next year. But we shall see. The name Jim Harbaugh obviously has been floated out there by his agents. Uh, Jim was very unhappy when Michigan cut his salary. Jim Harbaugh's coaching career actually started with the Raiders in Oakland. For one year, he was the quarterback coach before he moved on. And from all indications, the Harbaugh's and the Davises, Al was certainly alive at the time, got along very well. There's other candidates out there, including Todd Bowles, uh, who is one of my favorites, uh, the defensive coordinator down at Tampa. Uh, but we, we shall see. It was obvious that they were going to move on from the general manager because the general manager was tied very closely to John Gruden, handpicked, uh, was supposed to help him out in the draft, and it didn't work out all that well, although some of the lower round picks were awfully, awfully good. So, so we shall see what Mark Davis decides here. If he, Mark Davis likes big names, and, and he's in a city uh, where big names work. And so it is possible that he will lean towards somebody like Jim Harbaugh. We'll just have to see. Brent, obviously you are very, very familiar with the Kansas City Chiefs, and they play the marquee game of the week against the Bills, two teams that everybody had, you know, in, in right up there at the top when it came to favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. Right now looking, you know, the Chiefs about a point-and-a-half home favorite over this Bills team, Josh Allen has one of his best games, maybe of his career last week. Uh, probably pretty good timing as they head into this one as well. How do you see this one playing out? Well, I think this actually is the AFC championship game. And uh, uh, from a league standpoint, it's probably unfortunate they meet in the semifinals, but, but that's the way it is. And I am very, very familiar with Kansas City because the Chiefs put a 40-burger on the Raiders, not once, but twice this year. Before the season started, I thought this was going to be the Bills' years. And then I sort of wavered, especially when they went down to Jacksonville, lost that 9-6 game back in early November. But then they seemed to recover their step, and then they lost to New England and Tampa Bay. But they closed out beating Carolina, New England, Atlanta, the Jets. Nobody really very, very good. So now they step back up in class. I think this is going to be a dogfight. I'm invested early. Uh, in the Bills, so obviously I'm pulling for them. I've got them in some uh, Super Bowl futures and the exact bets, which I like, wins and losses against the Packers in particular and also the Rams. So we shall see. Now, the one thing that that uh, Patrick Mahomes will face in the Bills is the two best safeties in the league. He's had trouble with two deep defenses all year long, and these guys, Pointer and uh, Hyde, they really bring it back there in that secondary. So Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to have their hands full. However, on the other side of it, and you watch what Andy Reid did against Pittsburgh, it was an easy win, but he gave, he gave the Bills' defensive coaching staff, Leslie Frazier, the coordinator, all kinds of things to think about, even moving Travis Kelsey back into a full-house backfield and having him throw a ball into the end zone for a touchdown. That's what Andy Reid does. He, he doesn't necessarily want to use the trick plays, but he wants you to have to work on true trick plays defensively. So I have great, great respect for Andy Reid going into a game like this. The crowd at Arrowhead will be electric. Uh, like I say, I think this is the championship game. I'm pulling for the Bills, uh, but I haven't stepped out and bet this game yet. I may wait and bet in-game. I may wait to see exactly how things are going, just like I did in the Cardinals-Rams game, and uh, 
when it became very, very apparent uh, that the Rams were going to trounce them after their second touchdown, I got in at eight, which is, uh, you know, it was three to begin the game, so I paid a premium. But I just thought the Cardinals were lost in the headlights, especially their, their quarterback, and it turned out that way. But you put your finger on the best game of the weekend. That's for sure. The marquee matchup, Bills and Chiefs. What about the other three games, Brent? What is your favorite pre-flop bet of the weekend? My favorite pre-flop bet of the weekend, I have two. One would be the points with the Titans. Give the points uh, with the Titans. I, everybody is enamored, and well, they should be, by Joe Burrow. He's one of the great young quarterbacks in the league. But what I saw in Cincinnati with that team, they suffered some injuries in that defensive line. We ran the ball very, very well, especially after Hendrickson went out of the game. Uh, their offensive line is mediocre at Cincinnati. Burrow has been sacked, I think, a total of 53 times. I think we got it twice in that game. I think the Titans, and especially if Derrick Henry is ready to go. But I'm not going to wait to find out because I know that Coach Vrabel will probably keep that tight to the vest this week as the week unfolds. That's one of my favorites. The other would be a money line bet, the Green Bay Packers, and I probably would parlay it with somebody. I'm a little uneasy about the five-and-a-half points. The 49ers are coming in off two very tough road trips to Los Angeles and Dallas. Had to win both to get to this point, but I've got unbelievable respect for Kyle Shanahan as an underdog when he goes out on the road. And I wish I was looking at a three or a three-and-a-half. So with those extra points, uh, I don't like to tease because most often I feel that if you can pick, pick the division winner, you'll cover. But in this particular instance, I'm uneasy about giving the uh, five and a half. As for the Rams and the Bucks, I have some futures on the Rams, but they played their game of the year last week. Can they go on a road and beat the Buccaneers a second time this year? I don't know. Again, the Buccaneers are fighting some injuries. Keep an eye. Keep an eye. There's two injuries in that offensive line. The center has been cleared. Jensen's going to go. But the right tackle in particular, uh, betters might want to keep an eye on that uh, going forward. Uh, circling back to the to that Niners Packers game, I mean this is this is kind of a you know big time contrasting styles. You've got this power running team in the Niners that are going to you know try to con- limit possessions for the Packers, tr- try to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, run the ball successfully, drip that clock, and then just kind of power this thing home. And then you got the Packers who, with Aaron Rodgers, with those wide receivers and stuff, might be able to exploit the one Achilles heel, which is the the deep se- the deep passes into the secondary for the 49ers, which they've been one of the league's worst all season long is do you think if there was a team on the NFC side to knock off the Packers that it would be the 49ers the way that they're built? Well, I wouldn't rule it out. However, situationally, this is a tough spot for the 49ers. Three weeks on the road, coming off two must-win emotional games. Garoppolo tends to make at least one big mistake before the game is over. So that, that rules. Now, what the Packers are going to do with Debo Samuel may uh, go a long way toward the outcome of this game and the final spread number. Debo Samuel right now to me is certainly an elite game breaker. You can line him up at running back as Shanahan does frequently, use him as a wide receiver, and he's just such a good runner in, uh, in open field. But situationally, the Packers, with some linemen getting healthier, get a week off, sit at home, and the 49ers have to take that rough stretch on the road. 
that is not easy. And now they've got to go from Dallas. They've got to go back home to San Francisco. They've got a short week. Now you've got to travel up. You're going to be playing in the cold up in Green Bay. This is a very tough spot for the 49ers. Brent, we have 20 seconds. Just a topic sentence from you on your betting philosophy between the Bucks and the Rams. Well, because I'm invested early, uh, and again, this is another game that I may just watch into the first quarter, and I may be an in-game better. Uh, I know that the uh, the Buccaneers are favored. I have not had good luck, Gil, as you know, from that Atlanta-New England game betting against Tom Brady. <laughs> That's so, right. I, I, I have to give in closing, I'm going to tell you, I hate to see the NFL football season end, so I'm betting my first basketball game of the night. There I'm all go. in on the Boilermakers, okay? <laughs> all in on the Boilermakers. Thank you, Brent. Appreciate it. Brent Musburger. All right, guys. Brent Musburger, everybody. We'll come back. Some tennis props next on Primetime Action. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Join the playoffs action with the Supercuts Fantasy Super Series. Play free fantasy football and basketball in this eight part contest series and compete for a cut of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Supercuts now to get in on the action. It's not just any haircut, it's Supercuts. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil, Matt, and Kelly hanging out on a Thursday night. What do we got? 36 hours till football? Let's go. A little more than 36 hours. My math is a little off. Yeah. Somewhere around. You're like 40. 40. It's pretty close. Not that I'm counting or anything. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk some tennis, shall we? Let's get to uh, the other day we did who will get farther, who will get farther than the other guy, or which lady will get further than the other lady. Uh, How about how far they will go just on an individual basis? Let's start on the men's side. These are great that you could bet on these as well. These are courtesy of DraftKings. Daniil Medvedev, favorite. I should say, short shot to win this whole tournament on the men's side. And those numbers reflect that. Fourth round, minus 2,000. Quarters, minus 1,000. Semis, minus 360. Finals, minus 200. 
Did you watch Kyrgios match? I did not. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I, I know, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just he is. This is he is now dug in, and this is just going to be his shtick. Yeah. Like, oh, we no have more shenanigans from him today. Th- th- he's trying all these like trick. It's like stupid time, like like for no reason. Like he's just doing them just just to do it, right? And then he gets this reaction from the crowd, and it's like, yeah, cool. You lost the point, bro. Like, I mean, like it's yeah. just it's like just stupid. Well, st- it's gotten to the point. Because in his first round, we're talking about Kyrios now, not Medvedev. Yeah. But Kyrios in his first round match, he beat this guy Liam Brody. And when you beat someone doing it, it's now gotten to the point where it's no longer even cool. It just feels like you're showing up your right, opponent yeah. also. So it's like it doesn't work on either end. Either you feel like you're it either feels like you're showing up your opponent or you're doing it and you're losing. Well the only time the only time I find it, I don't want to say acceptable, but I understand it, is when he was doing it when he'd be like getting crushed. Yes. Which I guess I thought that's what all the only time he did it. So you're telling me he does this when oh, he's winning, when, totally. it, when it's competitive. Like Matt said, it's his whole it's his whole brand now. So he's like in a competitive match today, like hitting shots in between his legs and stuff for no no reason. Well, he was crushing in his first one, and then he was getting crushed in this one last night. He can't beat Medvedev. Can't beat him. He's just let's put it this way: if he just played tennis, he's one of the most talented players in the world. And he did the whole, and he did the whole thing where like. At least ten times, I quit counting. Like at least ten times, he's like saying stuff to the chair umpire oh, and all that. You know, uh, yeah, and all and that. The shtick is so old. Yeah, and it's like it, so. At this point, anyone that's ever watched at all any of his stuff, you realize like, you're like dude, you're you're doing this on part. Like this is yeah. not. This is just. You feel like this is what you have to do every match now. Plus, also when you, and here's here comes the old man comment. Yeah. Ready for this? Plus, when you, he's 45 years old and he looks back on his career, he's going to realize how many years he squandered yeah. doing this in the prime of his life. Anyway, back to the bets. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great old man comment. Thank you. No, <laughs> well, it really is. You're going to regret this well, one day, young well, man. Because it's just, it's one is. Like you, look at, you look at Medvedev, and it's like, again, like he, he was never going to beat him, but like talent-wise, it's like he, he has enough talent to like – at least push, at least like push him, right? And it just, it, you just, you just see the stuff like last night. It's just, it's just, it's so annoying as a as a fan because you just sit there and you look and like some of these guys want it so bad and they just don't have the talent. And then you look at this guy that like has the talent and just All doesn't the care. Talent in the world. It just like doesn't care. He cares more about like getting the crowd to laugh and like whatever. And also, it's just I don't know. The, the scariest player team to bet on in sports, Nick Curios. I will never bet. Oh, never in a million years. I will do you never bet. bet curious. So, no. so, so the scariest. Yes. Got it. Yeah. At any given match, he might decide he's punting. I know. It's like, fantastic. I, one of the most joyous things is when you're against him and he starts <laughs> the meltdown. It. It's phenomenal. <laughs> you're like, I'm a winner. Uh, you get to watch your win in slow motion. Uh, so, Daniil Medvedev, the final is the only one here at minus 200. He's just, he's just that good. He's probably that is appropriately priced. There's not a bet here. By the way, to win the tournament, he's still think plus money, still short plus money. That's still the the best bet if you're going to bet Medvedev. I think, or I have in the futures, as do you, Matt, him facing Sasha Zverev in the finals. However, Sasha Zverev in the quarterfinals would have to face Rafa Nadal. So that's a possibility. Who I'll admit. Looks pretty, uh, pretty good. I, yeah, I, he looks much, much better than I thought he was going to look. I... I Figured this might be more of a okay. Let's get out there. Let's play some real high-level competitive stuff, and you know, and then we'll we'll move on and go try and win the win the French again. And I uh, I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> he looks pretty spry out there. I mean, he is chasing down balls of like kind of like the Rafa of old. I, I I was I was very interested. That said, too, it's like um, 
He, I, you know, very aware. He's a cerebral guy, so like he's very aware of his body and stuff. So he's not doing like the little sliding thing anymore on the hard court because mm-hmm. like it's so, you know, it's, it's so rough on your body and everything. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm a little nervous about that one. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, he's got he's yeah. got Rafa in the quarters. He would potentially have either Berrettini or Alcaraz who play each other in a spectacular match tonight in the semis, and then he would have Medvedev in the finals. I still like Zverev above the fray, but it's dicey with Nadal for sure. Uh, here's a couple others. Uh, we have a few of these. Uh, we have about five on the men's side, three on the ladies' side to get through. Andre Rublev. Andre Rublev, uh, in his particular draw right here, he should win this match. His next match is a third-round match against Marin Cilic. He'll be favored there. But then he'll have to face either Dan, uh, Dan Evans or Felix auger Aliasim in the, in the uh, fourth round. So will that be his end? I don't know. I don't know, but that's his favorite is to get he's showing it to be a favorite to get bounced in that round. That's tough because after that, right, after facing Ogier Aliasim, he would have to probably face Daniel Medvedev. So that's why the quarterfinals is the short shot, and that makes sense. Dennis Shapovalov, let's just call this right here. Shapovalov is not even minus 125 to win his third round match today against Riley Opelka. So you shouldn't bet fourth round at minus 125. You should simply but you should simply bet against, I guess what I'm saying is, he's not minus 125 to win today in the third round match, right? He's minus 105. Mm. So this should not be, you shouldn't bet this market, in other words. I actually, by the way, a lot of tennis experts disagreeing on this uh, match tonight between Shapovalov and Opelka. I'm on Opelka, but it's a totally closely lined match, but that's not a price you should pay. And by the way, beyond that, it's going to be tough for Shapovalov. Beyond this match, even if he can get by Riley Opelka, then he's got Sasha Zverev. Forget about it. That's why it shoots to eight to one. Next would be, by the way, there's my tennis pick, Riley Opelka, minus one ten. It's about minus one fifteen, I think. Last I checked, now still playable. Uh, All over the place. But I was Dan, checking around. Yeah, so Dan, like... uh, Dan Weston, we're oppo. We and we have Ooh. been. We had the same two picks yesterday. They both lost. We're oppo on this one. Too. Ben Wilson's on your side. I know that. Thank much. you, Ben Wilson. Yeah, he, he's go. on Opelka. Okay. I saw Opelka anywhere between minus one thirty and minus one hundred eight here. You saw it minus one thirty. Yeah. It. Wow. Stefanos Tsitsipas, your boy. Another guy I'll never bet on. <laughs> I just can't bet. <laughs> I, I hear you, man. Yeah. Uh, Tsitsipas. Great hair, though. Tsitsipas plays Benoit Pair. He should win that. Then he has the winner of Bautista Agut and Taylor Fritz. Taylor Fritz is playing so well. Uh, and then after that, I mean, eventually he'll have to face. I don't know. He, I think, you know, semi, there's a reason why quarterfinals is the favorite. Semifinals plus 140. Who would he have to beat in the quarterfinals? Would he have to beat? Oh, he'd have to beat Medvedev in the quarters. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's why the quarterfinals is the favorite because he'd have to face Medvedev at that point. So yeah, that's appropriate. Seems like right? you should be getting a better payout than on the semifinals. You know what I, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, like you, there should be a shorter. Correct. It should be shorter difference between semifinals and final than quarterfinals and semifinal if yeah. he's got to play the number one guy in the tournament. 100%. In, in, right there in the quarters. 100%. It's very strangely priced. Semifinals should be much more of a, of a bang upwards than it is there. Matteo Berrettini's playing Carlos Alcaraz tonight. He's more than a plus 130 dog in that match, so you wouldn't bet this. Although that number has come down, so it's more around plus 130 than it was earlier. But that's the match of the night in tennis. With apologies to Shapovalov and and, uh, Opelka. So I don't think there's a bet here. And then the ladies, Ash Body, final. Got to be the final. 
plus 160. Though in the fourth round, she does play Naomi Osaka, right? That's why the dip goes like it does to the quarters. That one makes more sense. Yes. Like, this makes more sense than what we saw on the men's side with where Medvedev might have. I agree completely. That's why that, that makes much more mathematical sense. Iga, who I have a futures on, she'd have to face Ash Barty in the final. Remember, Iga's on the opposite side of Ash Barty. She got a great draw, and she got a great break last night when Garbine Muguruza lost. <laughs> we were, if you guys remember, we were sitting here on air, and we're like, hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's down 3-0 in the first set. <laughs> yeah. She was not only down 3-0 in the first set, she lost in straight sets. So, um, so is that possibly a bet then right there, Gil? Th- I mean, 3-1 just to make it to the final. Yes. I mean, she, she'd have to play. I you don't have to win it. You just got to make it. You got to make it. She, it's favorable draw for her. I mean, it's not like everything's going to be a cakewalk. Like eventually, she'll have to play. She'll right. have to play some folks, but she's as she's as poised to get there as anyone. That's a pretty good bet. And then there's Naomi, who would have to face Ash Barty theoretically in the fourth round, and that's why you see the minus three hundred on her there. So that's appropriately priced. But if Naomi's at the top of her game, you never know. So I think I don't know what the best bet there is, but interesting to look at nonetheless. Different ways to bet different sports. Like we talked about with stage of elimination, here you go with tennis. We'll come back. Uh, Among other things, we will talk to Dave Ross. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.